Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. What age do you think life starts to slow down and you can take it a little easier? <sighs> oh, has it happened yet? So, you, you have you slowed down oh, a little bit? Yeah, maybe. Tur- I'm a turtle. Right. Let's say uh, maybe 50. Uh, no, they say 43 on average, which seems odd to me wow. because people are having babies later in life. And so yeah. you think if you had a kid like in your mid to early, you know, early to mid 30s, at 43, they're only like 10, 11, 12 years old. Yeah, no, it's busy. It's a busy time of life. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. I mean, it, from the moment you conceive children till the minute they leave the house and slam the door and never speak to you again in, in, in anger and right. resentment. <laughs> Um, from the moment of conception to that, it's always just different levels of busy. Right. Uh, I, I suppose, you know, like I can see in a couple of years for us, so when the kids are into their kind of mid-teens, uh, you get more kind of freedom because they can stay on their own now and, and that kind of thing. And that and maybe that starts to relax things a bit. But then you're worried about leaving them at home because they're going to be idiots. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and I don't know uh, at what stage or age. Because are they allowed to legally stay home alone after 12? Is yes. That, is that the deal? Yeah. Uh, I would be say there's a lot of parents who probably still don't leave their kids alone until they're like 18 plus. Right. <laughs> uh, still cutting their meat for them. Well, and, and listen, with the, all the devices that they carry to keep in touch, yeah. are they ever truly alone no, anymore? Not, no, not anymore, that's for sure. Um yeah, it's all just different levels. Like I, you know, I remember certainly as my boys be, were teenagers and uh, they didn't have their license, or if they were going to be having a beer at somebody's house, even when they were underage, and I'd say, okay, well, you know, we'll drop you off, we'll pick you up, and um, so there was a lot of man, a lot of weekends where I'm like, I can't even get my drink on because I got to go get those brats at one thirty right. in the morning. Yeah. And I'd be up watching the TV, maybe on the couch, you know. So there's uh, at every stage, there's something. But uh, yeah, so it's believe forty three. But I mean, how many people are actually getting married and having kids in their twenties anymore? Anyhow, yeah, you know, there there are a couple. I remember from you know my age group where we saw friends get married mm. just after high school, and start families right away, and I thought, nah, no mm. thanks. Like this is. Way too young for that stuff. They must be crazy. And then, you know, now they're the ones that, you know, kids that are off at university and Mm -hmm. the house is empty and they're calling us to go party at, Mm -hmm. I don't know, anytime past nine o'clock on a Saturday (laughs) night. We're like, what are you kidding me? Insane. Yeah. Um, the, I, you know, the whole world's turned around when it comes to marriage and kids. Like, I, I look at my boys now, and they're both dating. And, and uh, well, Daniel's been with Ariel forever. But, you know, they're, Daniel's, they're like 27. And, there doesn't seem to be, at least that discussion hasn't even really come up. It's funny. we had You don't our, think so? Our, well, maybe between them, but right, not, yeah. certainly not. No indication to us that anything's on the, on the, in the works. Right. It's funny because Ariel's parents uh, spent last weekend with us. And at one point over drinks, of course, Ariel's mom kind of brought it up. We were toasting something. And she goes, and one day maybe we can toast an engagement or something. And nobody said anything. Oh, wow. It kind of just fell flat and dead on the counter. Yeah, but they want to travel. They want to do things. And, yeah. you know, I think back to when I was in my 20s, and I don't think Maria and I even ever for a second said, let's not get married. Let's just go see Europe. Like, it, we, it wasn't, yeah. it, you just did. You just dated for a while. If you realized you were in love, you got engaged, you got married, you made babies, you bought a house. It seems like the dark ages now. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. 
long enough, but not that long ago. And I, I applaud my boys. Listen, whatever you want to do. If you don't want to get married, if you just, if you want to go see the world, if you do whatever you want. What makes you happy? You got to live your life. Right. Don't do anything to please us. That used to be that old mentality of you got to make your parents happy. Right. I don't need them to make me happy. I need them to be happy. Then I can sleep. <laughs> you know. As long as I know they're fine and content right. and doing all right. Want to make I, me happy? Make me a drink. Yeah. And, and leave then me leave. Alone. <laughs> I guess uh, Chris Cuomo and his brother Andrew are going to be like uh, uh, Randolph and uh, Mortimer from uh, Trading Places. <laughs> is basically where they're heading. <laughs> the two brothers. Because they're both out of gigs. You're going to find them lying in the street in New York City begging for, for change. Because uh, uh, both of them have now uh, lost their job. Of course, uh, Andrew was the governor of New York City. And had to uh, step down and move aside because of uh, sexual harassment. And now Chris Cuomo... His brother, who had been suspended from CNN because he was helping his brother look into these allegations through back channels and people he knew. Yeah, using his sources. Yeah. And journalistic ethics is yeah. why he was suspended first. Yeah, And then he got fired because a former junior colleague at another uh, network has uh, now hit him with a sexual misconduct allegation. Uh, oh, so really? Now there's something else Chris and Andrew have in common. Uh-oh. So, um, yeah, CNN finally said, look, we, we had enough on him to let him go. Anyhow, this, of course, just is the, uh, I guess, the icing on the cake or the interesting straw. Interesting in that uh, for CNN, Chris Cuomo was the most watched. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, and he went head to head with, you know, Rachel Maddow and Sean Hannity, right? Mm. Uh, so, you know, the other kind of big wigs of their stations. Mm. Right, so for uh, for him to be gone is is a major statement from CNN. You know what's funny about CNN? And we've been kind of talking about odd little fun facts about ourselves. I haven't spent watching a second of CNN no. since the uh, Oompa Loompa left the White House. Right. Well, because it's gone back to what it's supposed to be: boring politics. Yeah. yeah like I I could care less about. The Republicans, the left wing, the right wing, I don't spend a second thinking about it anymore. Right. You know, I mean, there's always the panic that the Oompa Loompa is going to come back. He's like a, the shark in Jaws. He's yeah. always out there just swimming. <laughs> and that same music plays when he's around, too. That should be his new intro music. I mean, yeah. no band will yeah. allow him to play his music anywhere he goes on tour. So <laughs> maybe he should just use the Jaws, Jaws theme. theme. Like Richard Dreyfus said in Jaws, they only do three things. They eat, they swim. They make babies. <laughs> he doesn't do much swimming. But golfing. Right. I guess yes, he eats yeah. and golfs, he makes babies. Or tries to make babies. Anyhow, yeah, I just, it's good. You're right. Politics is meant to be completely boring, and it just wasn't for so long. It was, because uh, I remember watching, like, Jake Tapper every uh, every evening while I was cooking dinner and follow him along. And right. Then, well, and I used to watch both. I, I used to watch the Fox News as well. I don't have it. I don't, I don't right. it's not on my subscriptions. Just, you know, to, during all of that you know, election craziness mm -hmm. that went on in 2020. Try to, you know, but as we do, we'll listen to both sides and mm -hmm. what they have to say. But thank goodness we don't have to do that. <laughs> Holy cow. It was tough for me to hear a lot from the right because uh, with the shaking of my head in, in shock, right. my, my ears uh, weren't picking well, up. Well, it's easier to hear both sides when they're speaking out of both sides of their <laughs> mouth. In the story last week, uh, Will Ferrell turned down $29 million bucks to do a sequel for Elf 2. Well, George Clooney has beat that. Of course, George Clooney beats everything. He's got it all. Right. Like, could, you know, this is one of the things. I think if there really is a God, if there is, I think he's cruel. 
I think he's a mean, mean-spirited man. Why does he have to give some so much? Wow. And the, the likes of me so little. <laughs> like, I would just hope George had like a... I don't know, one ear is larger than the other, or webbed feet, or or, or an ugly belly button. Something's got to be going on uh-huh. with this guy. It just seems like it's all too perfect. Probably part of my hatred of Tom Brady. Like, it's all just too perfect. Now, for Clooney, did it start later in life, though? Like, did he struggle as an actor, you think? Maybe. Well, no, mind you, he had the ER thing. Right? He did a couple of bad movies early on, but right. everybody does. But he would have been, I think he always looked older because he was always gray-haired. Gotcha. Even probably as a younger man, he was like salt and pepper hair. Yeah. But he was always a good-looking dude. Uh-huh. And he's funny and he's engaging. He's smart. Yeah. It's pretty annoying. Yeah, it's really annoying. And it's only you'd have been more annoying when you tell this story. Yeah. George uh, was offered a gig where he only had to work for one day. He was going to get paid $35 million for one day's work. And he said no. <laughs> Like, go hump your hat, George. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I've had enough of you. I I love it. It's kind of like the Kevin Pollack line when he was talking about uh, Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. Mm. Like, he was making like half a million dollars a day. He's like, do you hit snooze? Yeah. (laughs) When you know you're waking up, you're getting paid a half million dollars. Do you you hit snooze on that day? (laughs) Yeah. Or do you just jump right out of bed? It was for an airline that he had ethical reasons they didn't want to do it. He, he talked it over with his wife, Amal, who's an international human rights attorney, and they, they decided against it, or perhaps she decided for him against mm-hmm. it. Uh, he says it was associated with a country that, although it's an ally, is questionable at times. And so I thought, well, if it takes a minute's sleep away from me, it's not worth it. A minute's sleep? $35 million would give me many minutes of sleep. <laughs> no kidding. I need some extra minutes. Years of sleep. Oh, my God. A lifetime God. of it, basically. I'd be, I'd be a mummy. A coma is what I'd be in. <laughs> If I knew I could make $35 million in one day. Wow. I mean, some will praise him for his ethics mm. and say that uh, he's he can't be bought and he's mm-hmm. stuck to his word. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling you're right that this is more... It's not that he would lose a minute's sleep. It's that he's not alone in that bed. Right. And if you sleep with a human rights lawyer and you do business with countries who have uh, questionable ethics on right. human rights, then perhaps... You know, he would lose a lot of sleep because she would be talking to him right. about that decision for quite some time. It's a cold sleep on a couch in Lake Como. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, how pissed do you think his agent was? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that call? Yeah. George, I got it for yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> One day, yeah. 35 mil. Yeah. My standard 10%. Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're walking home with over thirty million plus. It's an airline, you know they're gonna fly in. You're gonna yeah, they're gonna fly in one day. Yeah. Like really one scene. You're, yeah. you're basically in an airport and an airplane, it's all you gotta do. Thirty five <laughs> mil. What do you mean what airline? Does it's it matter? <laughs> Air Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Look who joins us, Ted Reader for Holinda's Meets. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, gentlemen. Teddy, how are you? I'm I'm vertical. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That's, uh, all. That's, that's a bonus. Some days that's all we can be happy for. That's hey, it. I'm up. I'm up. Perfect. So, Ted, yesterday uh, my son was telling me uh, that he was uh, making uh, homemade burgers on Saturday night. We were out, so he was... Uh, he is was this co- the vegan son or the other one? Uh, this is the other one. This is the full-on meat-eating son. Actually, okay. the, the okay. other son's gone back to... Uh, that's a whole other story. He's gone back to eating meat because he lives in none of it. 
where basically if you're not eating uh, meat, there's not a whole lot of broccoli up there. Right, no. And you can't afford no, it. you're having a lot of stones yeah. and uh, stone soup. That, yes, that's you right. can make stone soup. A big bowl of stone right. soup. So anyhow, so I come home, and he's describing to me how he made his homemade homemade burger sauce, and he did smash burgers. And at first, I, I, I kind of, smash burger, what the hell is that? Because... I had never really heard of the idea of a smash burger. And then he was explaining it to me about how he heated up his uh, his pan really hot and then basically threw the patty in so it smashes down. So I thought, well, i got to ask Ted about this because you're the one who always says, you know, when you make a burger, don't squeeze it, don't touch it, don't play with it. But the smash burger seems to be a thing. Oh, the smash burger is a big thing, and that's actually what we do at the joint. Oh, okay. Is uh, you you make your yourself your your ground meat mixture, and we just use uh, pure ground beef. We're using a, a blend of ground chuck and uh, brisket, mm. and so we we blend those two and grind in house and mix, and you just form a ball, right? So it's a three ounce ball, a four ounce ball, whatever size of a ball you want. You get your you get a flat top. You can't smash it onto the grill because you'll smash it through the grill grate. Right, right. So you're using like a flat top griddle. And you want to get it hot, but you don't want to get it so that it scorches. You just want it to be like a like a frying pan. Okay. Essentially. You put the ball in there. You take your spatula and you push that down and flatten it. And you flatten it right down so that it's maybe half inch thick. Okay. So I guess more, it, more of the meat then is, is touching the grill. So you're getting more. Right. Okay. And it cooks very quickly on one side. You flip it over. Season it with a little salt and pepper. We drizzle it with our woozy mop sauce mm-hmm. and continue to cook. And it cooks very, very quickly. Whereas if you have a thick patty, you know, the same 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 amount of weight, but only it's a thicker patty, it takes a lot longer to cook on the grill. Ted, is so, there like a flat iron or something you'd use for this as well? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. And press it down and, and do it. The other thing you can do is you put some onions down first and you get them sautéing. Then you put the ground burger bowl on top of the onions and then smash the burger into the onions oh okay so we're squishing it down but are, are you not losing the juices then from the burger no okay no no because because your pan is hot okay. you're cooking this very quickly mm. you're searing that outside flipping it over and you get a moist and juicy burger mm. right and i guess because it's, you're it's, on it's a, amazing because you're on a flat top too ted it means the juices kind of stay there underneath it right yeah Okay. We do ours on a in our kamado in the kitchen, so we cook it uh, our plancha. It's called, and it's a very thick sheet, about a half inch thick sheet of uh, of uh, cast uh, aluminum, mm. and it goes across the uh, the the coals, and so that's our plancha, and it's super 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 hot. So all the things you've taught us, like I, I, obviously, there's a whole bunch of different ways of cooking burgers, but I've always gone with your route of freezing the cheese and making the ball and sticking the cheese into the but i guess you just go old school almost like a diner burger where you're now you're going to put your cheese slices your bacon your tomato all your condiments on top oh exactly yeah. i mean there's a thousand one ways to make a burger yeah. and the bottom line is if you've ruined your t-shirt while eating that burger <laughs> you did a good job <laughs> i want a smash burger now we were just off the air talking about diners right a, a man sometimes i mean teddy of course makes a great burger at the joint there's uh this, this is no shot at you teddy but damn it i love me diner food and a diner burger is always so good oh yeah yeah yeah, diner burgers are always good when they got lots of bacon, lots of cheese, and top it off with a fried egg. Oh, yeah. And, oh. 
and a side of a club sandwich. That's become the big thing, too, eh? Putting an egg on it. I a love burger. the egg on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Love the egg. And the a egg hash is, brown patty, too, if you can. Oh, did you oh. hear that, Ted? The hash brown patty. Yeah. Mm. The hash brown patty's put, good. Put I'm the hash brown patty a, a good on, burger this week. Hash brown patty on top of the burger and then the egg on top of that, so mm. it runs down into the hash brown patty. Yeah. All right, we're going to stop. I'm I'm starving Side of fries and gravy? (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Teddy, as we make our way through December and the holiday season, of course, you guys are booking up at the joint, but you still got room for people to come and have their parties or order food for the holidays? Yes, for sure. If you're looking to have a party, whether it's at the joint or you want to drop it off at your house uh, or at your business, we can do that. Just uh, get in touch with me. Uh, Ted at tedreader.com is my email, or you can reach me on social media at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue The Joint. Come on out and have a tasty time. Lucky, you'd be impressed by this. I walked a golf course yesterday. 18 holes, I walked it. What? I walked 18 holes of golf. I didn't play. Snowing yesterday. I just walked it. We just walked a course. Oh, you trying to get a free Christmas tree? <laughs> yeah, they were all gone. Yeah. <laughs> I usually reserve that for the park behind my house. No, we were up. Uh, it was a lovely Maria it was a Christmas party with her work at Phantom uh, Security Group. And um, so it was uh, at this golf course. And so we... We had some time up there because we stayed up around there because, you know, Daddy's going to have some drinks, doesn't want to be driving. Gotcha. And uh, so we stayed. And uh, then on Sunday, we got up and Maria said, let's go for a walk. And I tried to slam the door on that. Right. But no, we didn't. We walked. uh, Well, we actually walked some on Saturday uh, for about four or five holes. And then it was getting cold, so we gave up. And uh, but yesterday was quite nice. And uh, so I was. Well, she was more determined than I was. But I got to admit, I was kind of into it. I was kind of enjoying it. I think I enjoy walking the golf course more than playing the damn game on it. I do better. Like, in my mind, my shots were great. I was killing it 300 yards. Oh, yeah. Well, for the first time ever, you walked the fairway. (laughs) Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.